Great to see everybody. Really, uh, as I mentioned to some of you, you always want to be back at least once a year to remember why you appreciate the chinuch you got here. We hope you'll remember. Um, Rabbi Beryl Wine, when he gives instructions to, in his rabbinic training, darshanim, so he always says that every drasha has to have three parts. I have a problem implementing it because I'm not a comedian and I'm not a storyteller. But he says every drasha has to have a joke, a story, and then a piece of Torah. He says the joke, you shouldn't tell it more than once a year. Otherwise they'll remember it. The story, you could probably get away telling it twice a year. The Dvar Torah, you could say the same Dvar Torah twice in the same drasha. <laughs> so, again, that's, I'm Yotze the joke, now I'll, <laughs> now I'll be Yotze the story. It's a quick story. Um, part of my drasha is going to build on a return and learn that we did 10 years ago. So I'm going to assume that probably not everybody remembers all the details. We have a very unique combination this year, and apparently the Torah certainly alluded to the first half, and Chazal made sure that we're going to have the second half. We have Shabbos with no Tekiyas Shofar, and then we have two days Rosh Hashanah, which is what we're going to explore much more later, where we do have to key a shofar. So this is a very unique combination, but the first problem we have to have is that we're always educated that shofar is the activity that activates everything about Rosh Hashanah. It's part malchios and shofar, zichronos and shofros, and we have to get HaKadosh Baruch Hu to be over from Kisei Din to Kisei. Everything is about the shofar. And here we're going to stand on Shabbos, the primary day of judgment, because the first day, as Rav Dessler points out, when he discusses two days Rosh Hashanah, is that the primary day is the first day, the individual day is the first day, and we're going to stand there without shofar. Now, the fact that we're there without shofar is alluded to, amazingly alluded to in the Torah, because we have two psukim. We have a pasuk of Yom Truah, and we have a pasuk of Zichron Truah. And Chazal pick up on that and say, so you see that there's an opening for having a Rosh Hashanah without a shofar. Zichron Truah. So what I want to do is quickly review a little bit about what shofar is supposed to accomplish and then give a couple of new insights. New, I, hope I, I hope they're not new, but I think not everybody focuses on them about what Shabbos accomplishes and then show how we can do with a Shabbos, if we do it right, what shofar is supposed to accomplish. And then, on a year like this, we get the best of both worlds. It's not a second day that replicates the first day, which is usually what happens on Rosh Hashanah. Right? But it's two unique days, each one accomplishing what Rosh Hashanah is supposed to accomplish in two very different, unique ways. So, Shofar, what is it supposed to accomplish? The Rambam, that even though, says the Rambam, Shofar is Xeris HaKasuv, but still, Remez Yeshba. There's a Remez, Uru Yeshenim Mishenaschem. Wake up, 
sleeping people from your slumber. I assume that even though we started a little early, everybody's awake and you're going to wake up Rosh Hashanah. You're going to be awake. What is the show for waking you up from? So conceptually we have said that what's the difference between a sleeping person and an awake person? A sleeping person has no sense of self, has no sense of time, it has no sense of purpose. Shofar is supposed to wake us up to give us a sense of self, a sense of existing in a time frame, in a history, and a sense of purpose. That's what the shofar is supposed to do. One of the things the shofar does, we have a tekiah, a trua, and a tekiah. And the, according to the Medrash alludes to this when it talks about the goal of shofar is that all year it says that the Jewish people get confused and trapped up in their sins. The word confusion is a word that comes across. And that's the trua, the broken sounds, the fragmentation, the fact that we live our lives in a fragmented way, no integration, no clarity, no unification of purpose. That's the trua. And we surround it with tekiahs. We surround it where the tekiah is, bringing it all together, bringing it all home. One of the famous psukim, Uvau ha'ovdim be'eretz ashur ve'hanidachim be'eretz mitzrayim. What's going on there? Eretz Ashur is implica- implies wealth. A lot of wealth can give you a lot of confusion. Mitzrayim is tsaris, tsar. That also gives you a lot of confusion. Uvo ovdim through the tekiah shofar, the big shofar at the end of history, but it's going it's supposed to happen every year, is that it unites and clarifies your confusion. That's what a shofar is supposed to do. Bo ovdim be'eretz ashur, v'anidachim be'eretz mitzrayim. It's going to give you, it's supposed to bring you back integrated. Shofar is coronation of HaKadosh Baruch Hu, Malchios. Shofar is zichronos. Zichronos is going to the heart, the essence when HaKadosh Baruch Hu doesn't forget, but when we talk about Zichronos, to Zecher, mi, Zecher means the essence of it. What, what's our essence? So we, we coronate HaKadosh Baruch Hu as a king. We want HaKadosh Baruch Hu to look at our essence, and that's one of the things that happens on Rosh Hashanah, is a clarification process. Who are you really? You're not doing tshuva. You're identifying who you are and whose team are you on. Kodesh Baruch Hu is recreating the world, starting over again. Are you aligned with his agenda? And that's the Zichronos, and then the Shofros is the bringing everything together. We're going to find Shofar in three time frames. Shofar was to coronate, I'm sorry, Shofar was to coronate HaKodesh Baruch Hu. That's the Shofar of Malchus of creation. There was a shofar at Har Sinai, and there's a shofar going to be in the future for Mashiach. The shofar also brings together, we've mentioned this before, if you remember 10 years ago, shofar is something that unites the past, the present, and the future. It's an integrative process.
One other thing about Shofar, the famous Gemara in Rosh Hashanah, En Kategor Nasesanegor, we can't use the Shofar of a bull, of a cow, because it's reminiscent of Egel Hazov, En Kategor Nasesanegor, and the Gemara goes through a whole list of things that we do, which appears to be Kategor Nasesanegor in the Beis Hamikdash, and the Gemara concludes that the Kohen Gadol does not wear gold in the in the Kodesh Kadashim, and the shofar is like us being in place of the Kohen in the Kodesh Kadashim. What that says is that shofar has the ability to give us the most intimate connection with our Kodesh Borchu, equal to the Kohen Gadol in the Kodesh Kadashim. Again, the mechanism is the fact that we're doing a mitzvah with our with the essence of our life. It's a connection. We're being recreated. It's a connection to our Kodesh Baruch Hu. Again, this isn't a shir on shofar, but we have to realize that we're reconnecting to God. The Gemara tells us whether we realize it or not. It's an intimate connection with God that replicates the Kohen Gadol B'fnayu Wifni. Now let's talk about Shabbos for a few minutes. So the most glaring thing about Shabbos that we have to note that gives us an insight into what Shabbos is all about is the fact that a non-Jew is not allowed to keep Shabbos halachically. What is the agenda of Shabbos? Shabbos is our declaration that the world has a creator and that it was created purposefully. We'll see in a minute how Shabbos does that. When we cease controlling the world, when we control the world for six days, we're empowered and we're commanded to make the world that HaKadosh Baruch Hu gave us, to make it a better place. We have agriculture, we have science. We want to improve the world. And the more successful we are, and if you're not convinced, just look at all the atheistic biologists, cosmologists, etc. The more successful we are in controlling the world through our efforts, the more we can tune God out. So the job of the Jewish people once a week after being involved in improving the world, controlling the world, etc., our job is to step back, let go, and make a declaration. The declaration is the world has a creator, the world has a purpose. The reason why Shabbos is called Me'ain Olam Haba is not because in Olam Haba we're going to eat chalt. It's because we are making a declaration of ultimate purpose, which is Olam Haba. That's why we're replicating the idea that all creation is heading towards a purpose. And therefore, that's our unique declaration. The mushal that the Gemara gives for a non-Jew keeping Shabbos is a king and a queen having an intimate conversation. And the butler walks by and joins the conversation. I think you can imagine in the old days what would have happened. I mean, even before guillotines, you knew what was going to happen to that guy's head. What's the comparison? So you see that we, Shabbos, when we let go, is a unique opportunity to have that intimate connection with HaKadosh Baruch Hu that is unique between us and the Borei Olam and the Almighty. So we, right away we're starting to hear that on Shabbos, if we do it right, we can recreate the relationship with a connection with HaKadosh Baruch Hu, the way Shofar had to bring us into the Kodesh Kadoshim. If we are making a declaration, 
that the world, which appears to be running on its own, and it's our job to declare the world has a creator. That's Malchios. We are saying Malchios when we don't blow shofar, but we keep Shabbos. The world has a purpose. That's Zichronos. What's the purpose of it all? So we're making a declaration, Me'en Olam Haba, that we're heading towards a purposeful creation. And when you tune out all your distractions on Shabbos, all the stuff that gets you confused, gets you lost, your parnasa and your social status and all the things that we have to let go of on Shabbos, you have time to integrate. You have time to clarify. You have, a t- you have time to have an integrated purpose and all of that fragmentation that exists all week can, be, can disappear and become unified. So Shabbos has the ability. It has to be that way. Because if Chazal came along through a remez in the Torah and said, the day of judgment where shofar does the job, Shabbos, you're not going to have shofar. Well, you can't take away shofar from me unless Shabbos can also do the job. So we have to appreciate that Shabbos is a very unique opportunity and we have to think about how Shabbos does what shofar accomplishes. Shabbos connects the past, Masabratius, with the present, Every week you do Shabbos with the future, Me'en Olam Haba. Shabbos has those three elements connecting past, present, and future that Shofar does. And this year we get a twofer. We get a Shabbos to do it in one way, and then we have Rosh Hashanah with a Shofar. And again, that's one of uh, we, we can't say that this was the intention, but it turns out, and you'll find out in the Shir, that according to most opinions, most of the time, the Jewish people had two days Rosh Hashanah. So that whenever it came out on Shabbos, we still had another backup day without shofar to have the shofar. So keep those in mind. These are the things we're trying to accomplish. It's the same accomplishment. The accomplishment is God is, has created, we have a created world by God for a purpose and we have to align our agenda with His and to do that we have to have an integrated focus on what we're supposed to be doing. Hatzlacha, Ksiva v'Chatimah Tova.